Hey, this is Paul Klein, co-founder and producer of VisibleTV.com, and you're listening to the Relationships and Revenue Podcast with John Hewlin. This is Relationships and Revenue, the show where real answers come from real discussions about what holds men back in their relationships at home and in business. A better bottom line at work means improving life at home. This show is all about helping you become a better entrepreneur and a better man. Welcome back, everyone, to the Relationships and Revenue Podcast. I'm your host, John Hewlin. Again, so happy you decided to join me today. And as you heard from the introduction, I have the one, the only, Paul Klein of Visible TV with me. Paul, how are you? Doing great, John. Honored to be here and glad to ha uh, have a conversation with you today. Sweet, man. I am so excited to be able to talk with you today and to be able to share with folks who are paying attention either by listening or watching of the fun things that you're up to right now. But in order to kind of help catch people up, yes, you told us that you are the co-founder and producer of Visible TV, but there's more to Paul than that, folks. Uh, as you might imagine, he is an entrepreneur. I'm shocked, right? I know you all are shocked by that. <laughs> He's a business consultant. He is a podcaster like myself. He's a speaker. Um, he also happens to be a guitarist. But the two titles he probably holds most dear are husband and dad. Absolutely. You nailed that one. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Now, <clears throat> just to give you an idea of some of the different brands that Paul has worked with in the past. Now, folks, I am, for those of you not watching, consulting my notes here. He has worked with brands such as Target, Slack, Holiday Inn, Dollar General, and so many more. So, Paul, do us a favor. I mean, we know a little bit about you just based upon what I shared with folks, but, you know, they could find that from your bio easily. So, take us back even further. Tell us kind of about how you got your start and what led you to Visible TV. Yeah, absolutely. This is exciting and I hope to uh, give some value to your listeners. And the first thing they're thinking is, what's this guy got for me? But uh, for, <laughs> for those listening, I mean, I have no college degree, okay? I'm a former hairband guitar player from the 80s. Yeah. So I survived those days. <laughs> and, uh, and even though all my parents, my, even my step-parents were teachers, PhDs. My dad's a PhD from UC Davis. Mm. I have no degree. And I used to be really like, Growing up, man, it was like you had to get a job, you know, go, go, you was either grow to the military or go to, go to college. And college yeah. just was not for me. You know, I was just not, not with it. And, um, I, uh, you know, rebelled for a while, grew my hair long, went to LA, played the clubs, all that stuff, trying to make it in music. I was never talented enough. So my main influence was Ace Freely from Kiss. So mm. not the greatest guitar player in the world, but, <laughs> <laughs> but in any way, uh, it, I grew from that. And then, uh, yeah, met, my, my wife changed my life. We've been married 28 years and without her, I wouldn't be who I am today for sure. And, and, um, and that's, a. Uh, Oh, excuse me. And that's, uh, you know, that, that was my biggest change. And so I did the responsible thing. I cut my hair. You know, we started to have kids early on. We have three children. They're all adult grown now, but we've been married 28 years. And I, I got that safe job, that, that corporate job, and then eventually got on with a local government. And I am, after 18 years, I was 40 years old and I was just, I was miserable. I just, you know, this was, not, this was 2009. So I had a mortgage <laughs> wife and three kids. The stock market crashed. Obama was just elected. 
And, um, you know, it was really bleak and it was not the time to become an entrepreneur, but I had just, I just had enough. I was like, I cannot stay here for another 15 years. I'll either die of a heart attack or a stroke or something. And, um, so I formed my first consulting business and, and, uh, went out on my own in 09. And, and my wife was like, she's like, I'm tired of you complaining all the time. Just if you quit your job, just don't tell me. I mean, it was a $150,000 job with full benefits and everything, but I just yeah. knew I had this drive. I was an entrepreneur stuck in a bureaucracy <laughs> and uh, trapped, felt trapped and like no hope. And I just, I saw the light through entrepreneurship and she was like, don't, don't tell me when you, uh, you quit. And so one day, uh, she's like, Hey, Paul, can you pick up the kids on Monday? I have a doctor's appointment from school. I said, well, I can pick up the kids whenever you'd like. <laughs> and she's like, no, you didn't do it. I, yeah, I did it. So, so from that point on, uh, and she was always self-employed and I've been self-employed since 09 and, um, started three, uh, three businesses since then. Um, my main consulting business who I work with, as you mentioned, a lot of the big brands, young brands, uh, uh, Nike, Target, you know, been all my clients over the years, uh, Cracker Barrel, a lot of restaurant clients and so forth. And then um, about 16, I took that IP that I, that my business partner had developed and we started a SaaS company related to that. So, so we basically went through the whole app building process around that vertical. And then in 18, I started doing some business consulting and that's kind of my, uh, that's kind of my outlet. And so I pay the bills with those other two businesses. Um, but I, I do podcasting, coaching and, and, uh, and, uh, so forth. And what you know me for John, uh, my old, uh, podcast called pricing is positioning where I do, do a lot of business consulting, but I've just pivoted that recently, uh, in the last few months to this new project that I'm super excited about, which is called visible TV. Uh, which I know we'll talk about, but that's um, that's kind of my story in a nutshell, and and um, I hope uh, hope hope it helps some of you that out there thinking about you know that that transition. It's like man, once you get to the other side, it's 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 so worth it. Oh, for sure, it is. You know, and I know I don't say it all the time on here, folks, but I will tell you for any of those of you who out there who have the kind of job that Paul was talking about, that you have that corporate job and and you hate it and you start thinking the grass is greener and that entrepreneurial hillside. It is, it is green, but it takes a lot of maintenance to keep it green. So just understand you're going to be trading, you know, a set salary and paid benefits and paid vacation for not set hours, working a whole lot more, making a whole lot less initially and any benefits you have, you pay for. Yeah. So, and if you want to go on vacation, you're paying for the vacation and no one's paying you to not be there. So that's what you're trading it for. So I just yes. want to make sure that we don't over glamorize what right. entrepreneurship is because there are some great parts to it, but there are some mm, not so good parts. Yeah. And I think if you're, um, you know, you don't want to just go for the shiny object. You have to be wired a certain way. I happen yeah. to be, I was always wired that way. So I had the inverse of that. I was, mm. I was wired this way. And then I forced myself into that day job because that's what was expected of me right. from society, my parents, everything. Um, but there's nothing, there's nothing about, there's nothing more honorable than going to work, working hard from your eight to five in a job that you like. And if that is you yeah. and you like to be able to turn it off and go home and have weekends, there is absolutely nothing wrong with that. Be, be the best that you can be in that. Be, a, be your own entrepreneur within the framework of working for someone else. And I see a lot of people that are successful doing that as well. So it's oh, not one size fits all. No, no, it's not. And it looks different. You know, I know plenty of people who 
have that nine to five job. They still have that entrepreneurial spirit, that drive inside of them. And they have what some people affectionately refer to as a side hustle. And that's as far as it ever goes for them. And that's okay too. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. There's nothing wrong with that. I have plenty of side hustles. So <laughs> in fact, I don't know an entrepreneur that doesn't, honestly, exactly. even if they still have one main business that they started, they still have other ones that, that they're constantly starting and then maybe having to stop, tweak, turn, pivot, have it do something else, drop it completely, try something new. It all, it all depends. And not all entrepreneurs are the same either. I mean, right. I, I am a very specific type of entrepreneur. I am, I am one where I'm constantly looking for something different to do. But that's how I'm wired up because I get bored easily. Yeah. Not all entrepreneurs are like that. They know their thing. They're in their lane and that's where they stay. If they ever deviate, it still stays within that main subject matter. Right. I'm not like that. <laughs> all of my businesses are just different. They're all different from each other. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> sure. That's the beautiful thing that, about the, the technology and the world we live in now. You can try those other things, see what's a good fit. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, and, 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 and start a side hustle while you're working uh, so you can pay the bills and be responsible, but, but, but try something it may hit. And some, you hear about these people who put stuff on Etsy and all of a sudden they're making 200 grand a month for selling some fur ball they invented or something. <laughs> right, <Yeah>. right. <laughs> exactly. So it's awesome times to be in. So we talked earlier, I mentioned to folks that, uh, that you're a podcaster and then you mentioned that your podcast used to be called pricing is positioning, and then you've changed it. Tell us a little bit about what your podcast was like before and why the transition. Yeah, it was um, basically, I started the pricing is positioning podcast in January of 19 to complement my business coaching and everything, which I've, I've, I've done, did since then. And I got to, I think about 95 episodes or something like that, had awesome guests on there, just some stellar guests uh, from all, all ranges. And really, really focused on business coaching and consulting. And then I think the first hiccup I had was right after the pandemic uh, would have been in, uh, which would have been June of 2020. Um, and we were moving across the country from California to Tennessee. I live in Nashville now. So selling the house, trying to maintain all that, plus my regular consulting business. So in uh, July of 2020, I took a break and just said, okay, we're buying a house big major life event here, moved across the country, had to give myself some grace and then took a break, picked it up again for a little while and then took another break and then uh, was just kind of just letting it ride. Uh, wasn't doing a lot of it. I, I really enjoy it, but it was um, it was definitely podcasting, as you know, John, is a it's a you got to be committed to it and stick yeah. with it, you know, and um, and it's hard. And, and that's what's difficult about podcasting is you put all that effort into it and you don't get a lot of feedback, even though there's a lot of people listening. Yeah. And uh, I like the analogy where people talk about, well, if you're you're in a room with a, if you're getting 100 downloads per episode or whatever, or even just 50, that's like being in a room talking to 50 people. So mm -hmm. you can't take that for um, for granted. And, and sometimes if you don't get emails or comments or, or reviews, it can be a little bit defeating because you don't have that instant gratification that we all want or that validation sometimes. So you really have to enjoy the content. So the pricing and business stuff, I just kind of took a break. And then what happened over the summer, I, uh, I teamed up with a business partner of mine to create what's called Visible TV. And it's this new streaming service that we're doing that's really going to inspire and give people hope. And so I'm just 
totally jazzed about that. And, and it's still related to business and entrepreneurship. And that's really the common theme between the old podcast and the new one. So I re I just, that's the great thing about this world is you can rebrand in an instant, just change out the <laughs> images and keep on going. I'm sure some people unsubscribe because it's not exactly talking about pricing, but I always still try to be true in my interviews to that old podcast, but we've shifted to visible TV and we're sharing um, some of the audio from our episodes on there. Oh. And it's just a, a further their evolution into um, more of a, a more of a general business topic podcast because entrepreneurship is really what I'm passionate about and helping people um, in that. Sure, sure. Well, this is a perfect opportunity. Visible TV. I mean, tell us what it is. What made you decide to go that direction? Who's it for? All that kind of stuff. Yeah. So um, it kind of goes back to my original like uh why and so and kendall my co co-founder um kendall johnson is um totally in with this with me and it's all about that sit you know going back to that situation where i was in that dreaded day job you know <laughs> and there's so many and you think about the great resignation right now people are working from home because of covid they're reevaluating their careers their jobs i mean you have simultaneously high unemployment with with um with the number of jobs uh, or yeah, high unemployment with, with, with open jobs, because a lot of people are going, Hey, I don't need to go work. I don't need just one client. I can do, um, I can do something on my own. And some of them are making a lot more money on their own than they are in their day job. But it's, it's really about the people who feel like there's no hope. They feel trapped. They feel like, okay, society tells me go to school, get a degree, buy the house, you know, and just do and do everything that's expected of me. And that's just, there's the rules don't apply like that anymore. And, you know, we're not in that industrial revolution, you know, work 40 years for the same company and retire. It's really about um, developing your own thing. And whether that's with one single employer or multiple uh, clients or, or projects, you got to make that decision. But the big, big thing with Visible is giving people that hope. And so what we do is we profile entrepreneurs like you, John, that are um, out on their own doing that have broken through those sleepless nights, have made that jump, have have fought through the difficulties and the, the struggles that come with that and share those stories and some of those teachings uh, through a very uh, super high quality documentary, Netflix style documentary. So Kendall is the art in this and he was trained by Hans Zimmer and has done Netflix uh, documentaries and so forth. So think of this like a podcast on steroids. It's not a YouTube uh -huh. video yeah. uh, that you, you know, someone who just has a Logitech camera one seeing it's, it's, it's one of his cameras is like $15,000. And then the music behind the documentary, as you're going through the story of the entrepreneur is very much like gladiator or um shawshank redemption that just that really cinematic music as they're telling their story and then each episode you can pick up hey you know they did this or or um you know one of our guests uh, shannon mattern uh, talked about how she was tr making that jump from corporate to uh to side hustle um as a web designer mm -hmm. and the first time someone wanted to hire she said I'm a web designer um, and they're like, great, we want to hire you. And she said she felt like such a fraud. She felt like she was lying. 
<laughs> okay. She felt, she, she's like, she'd be and the reason why she felt like she was lying is she didn't have a degree. She didn't have a job. She didn't have that formal training, but she had been doing web design for this company and making them lots of money, way more than they were paying her. So she knew her stuff. And it's those struggles that we have as we make those um, changes that really is going to going to, going to inspire people. So these episodes, um, and we have people from all across the board, authors, coaches, speakers, and, uh, and just the really, um, common type of single freelance, um, entrepreneurs, like we, the, the 68 million of us, not the Grant Cardone's or the, uh, right. Mark Cuban's Oprah Winfrey's nothing wrong with them. But, um, you know, most of us aren't going to have a private jet anytime soon. And yeah. we're out here, you know, we're out here hustling and working and, and some of us are doing high six figures or even seven figures. Many of our guests are in that range. We have mm-hmm. quite a few that are doing seven figures. Um, but that's a lot more relatable for most people than, you know, nothing against Grant. I pick on Grant, but I mean, you know, he's done, you know, he's got private jets and Mark Cuban's a bill, they're billionaires, you know, and that's just right. for most of us, that's just not, um, there's a big, there's a big gap between there. And that's where visible TV comes in and fills in those, uh, fills in that, that, that void. Nice. Nice. Okay. So I'm, I'm curious. So you go from pricing is positioning to visible TV, but I, I'm trying to, I want to pull out of you the why. Why transition from one to the other? Was one just not being fulfilling enough? Was where did the I get maybe a better question is where did the idea for visible TV even come from? Yeah, it hit it hit me it hit me um like many of you out there listening, it, you probably get these crazy ideas and and uh sometimes All these the ideas time. yeah <laughs> these ideas come up and and it's the the lack of action sometimes. I, I liken it to I play basketball, you know, or if you're a football player, you know, when the hole opens or a lane to the basket opens, you got to go sometimes. Yeah. And I didn't, I didn't, I, I didn't have this planned out. You know, I was, I it wasn't on the radar. I was, I was settling into my consulting, doing a little bit of business consulting. Life was good. There's really nothing, you know, but like you, I get excited about new projects and new things. And, um, and, uh, when Kendall, Kendall, I was, um, I'd met Kendall about a year ago and, uh, we were, doing some projects together and everything. And, and it's one of those things where the, the two people that come together with a specific set of skill sets can create something really special, special or magic. And that's what happened here. So in October, well, September, I should say, um, we were on a job. We, he had traveled with me and we were, I just, I just asked him, he's a lot younger than I am. And I said, you know, and he had just started his business this year. And I said, well, Kendall, if money was no object, what would you want to do? He's like, man, I, I'd love to just do documentaries full time. I go, wow, that's neat. I go, I love documentaries. I'd, I'd love to do a documentary on the great resignation someday, but I'd really like to have a streaming network that was like, Netflix, uh, you know, at the end of the day, we're, we're so tired of screens and everything. But I'd like to kick my feet up and, and, you know, Shark Tank's great. Uh, billionaire next door is great. Um, the profit's great, but I'd like to have something that was more like, you know, more, more close to what we do, all of us independent entrepreneurs and solopreneurs and freelancers and so forth. And I said, what, you know, why don't we, um, do a little docu-series on, on those type of people and stream it. And we, he said, yeah, that would be awesome. I'm in. So what, so we just, the idea came about and we said, well, you know, I started getting green lights. I said, well, let's, let's think about this. How much does it cost to stream and create these apps? Is it hundreds of thousands of dollars? Is it millions of dollars? No, it's low five figures. Uh, Is it, um, is, uh, and I started asking some of my mentors, Dan Miller, you know, uh, Jody Mayberry, um, uh, 
some of our guests that we're having on, um, David Hancock, um, the other one, Nick, uh, Nick uh, Pavlidis, uh, and just started, and they were all saying, man, that's a good idea. You know, nobody's doing that. It's not, and it's, and it's on a space and on a platform, Roku, Amazon, uh, Fire TV, iOS, that, that currently not a lot of that's on there. And so got green lights. And then I, and, and so, and I said, Kendall, I go, can you create? And I looked at his work. His work is just marvelous. And I said, man, if I could p- combine his work with this medium, uh, then it just got me excited. Next thing I know, I said, hey, is the, is the, I came up with the domain, Visible TV. Is it available? Oh, it's available. Trademark. <laughs> okay, next step. Uh, website. Boom. You know, and just everything was just lined up. And I kept getting green light, green light, green light. And then I started asking people to come on the show. And like, yeah, like, you know, yeah, I'll fly to Nashville. I want to be, I want to have a documentary done on me. So we have Mike Kim, uh, you know, uh, Dan Miller from 48 Days, The Work You Love, you know, New York Times bestselling author, Shannon Matter um, Nick Pavilidis, uh, Ghostwriter Academy. I mean, just all these great super entrepreneurs, um, yeah, that are just doing some awesome stuff in this space and that are podcasters and stuff and, and, uh, and capturing that story and that documentary with that Hans Zimmer style, um, music in the background, just create something really special that will really help people and motivate them. Nice. Nice. Okay. Does that answer your question? It does. It does. Yeah. It just kind of helps us better understand how visible TV is even coming to being. Um, when does it launch? It launches uh, January. It's actually, it's, you can get some of it. Now. We don't have all of the episodes, but by January 28th, which is our official um, launch date, we will have uh, 10 guests and uh, over 50 episodes. Mm-hmm. And it's a monthly subscription fee, just like, uh, you know, Netflix and, and, uh, and different uh, Disney Plus and so forth. And, and in the same kind of price range. But we're offering a, a super launch special right now where you can get in. And, and, and a lot of people say, oh, it's kind of like Masterclass. And I don't know if you've heard of Masterclass, John. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. But, but most of the people on there are very high level achievers, you know, and the same, same thing. Um, it's very much produced like Masterclass, but it's not. Um, but we focus, we have people like real entrepreneurs building real businesses, not the private, nothing against the private jet <laughs> billionaires or anything like that. I don't want to, I don't want to sound bad, but, but I really, um, as we're capturing these, we're seeing the um, very uh, common themes between the entrepreneurs. Another one we have is uh, Jody Mayberry, you know, who works with Lee Cockrell, just a great guy. And, um, and they all get real vulnerable. Um, Jeff Brown talked about, um, from the read the lead podcast. I think he was on your, your, on this podcast. He's been on Great. twice actually. Yeah. I mean, just an awesome guy. His turnout really stellar, but he talked about the first time he started doing podcasting. I mean, he's, he's, I mean, you listen to him. He's got a radio voice. I mean, yeah, he does been in the business for years. <laughs> so he gets a, he gets a, a, his first podcast interview. He shares this on visible TV and he's talking about, I mean, he, he got asked a question. And it was the only question, he was the only person in the world who could answer this question because it was about him. Mm, but mm-hmm. on the Zoom call, just like we're having right now, he froze mm-hmm. and he just actually started having a panic attack. And he talks about this and he, uh, he pressed pause and said, hey, I got to go to the other room. Something fell. And he was just, he was just basically uh, buying time. He had to go out and hyperventilate. Yeah. And he, and he came back in and, uh, and, uh, and, uh, and then he was able to conduct the interview, but he was like, he like, he had that whole, who am I, you know, here I am with this guy that's like way bigger and larger than me. Um, but he had that self doubt, but the guy interviewed him didn't care. He, 
he was the only one qualified to answer the question. He wanted to know Jeff's story, but he still struggled with that um, imposter syndrome and so forth. And he talks about how he got over that. And now he's worked with John Lee Dumas and um, does coaching uh, with him and a lot of his folks and has just a really good podcast. And, and, uh, but he's just a normal entrepreneur, just like us. And, um, and, uh, and a lot of inspiration and, and lessons there that, that we can all learn from. Oh, for sure. For sure. Well, I want to transition a little bit now. And as you know, this particular podcast does start with the word relationships. So we spend a lot of time, as you might imagine, talking about relationships on here and how important those are. Uh, what I'd really like to know, Paul, is what are the things that you are doing to help uh, build, grow, or cultivate your most significant relationships right now? And in addition to that, what impact are those relationships having upon your businesses? Mm. Personal or, or uh, professional? Well, I don't I want to <laughs> answer your question, but I don't. It's the relationships that you deem to be most significant. Okay. I will say, however, most people think in terms of personal, but it doesn't have to be exclusively. Yeah, because that's, that's what I've noticed over the years. I've been, in, you know, I've been um, a working professional for quite some time. I'm 50. I'll be 53 this month. And um, some of those business relationships become personal relationships mm -hmm. and, and, uh, and so forth. So I, I don't know that I've had, I don't tend to do business with family. <laughs> so right. uh, for obvious, just for various reasons, but I have in the past, I guess. So that's not, but anyway, to answer your question, um, uh, you know, especially right now, I'm, I'm at least on the professional side, I'll kind of answer it two twofold. So professional side, I've networked and have lots of friends and connected over the years through the old podcasts, you know, through conferences like yourself, uh, mm -hmm. you know, just, um, just have all those relationships. And so, you know, you try to stay in contact and, and, and as I'm asking for help with visible and promoting and podcast guesting and, uh, coupon code, uh, sharing, uh, social sharing and all that, it's all done with, Hey, I got this really cool thing. I'm super excited about. But at the same time, if I, I think I even told you this, John, and I think my email or, or my Instagram message to you, I said, Hey, if you have something that you need help with too, mm -hmm. um, you know, let me know. I'm happy to do either now or later. So, yeah. so, you know, that's an open thing. So there will be people, maybe you or other people that I, that I um, have those relationships with because I come from it, not just as a, you know, me, 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 Hey, I got this thing going on. Come help me promote my thing. It's very much like later. Um, someone, someone asked, um, I don't know if you've, uh, you know, um, uh, Michael Hudson. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Great guy. He was, he, he was supposed to come on my podcast, uh, uh, last month, but, um, schedule or something didn't work out, but same thing. Hadn't talked to him in a while. Mm -hmm. And, um, and, uh, but yeah, if I can help you promote something or, or whatever. So it's those relationships and it's a two way street. So if you, you know, if you're too much like uh, just keeping it all about you and, and what you're promoting so you can get your thing going and not willing to help other people, then people will, because people will be less likely. And I've seen that same thing with guesting. I rarely have anybody say no to my podcast. I've had people not answer me, but it's still not a no. So there's a one in a <laughs> <laughs> so but, you're saying there's a chance and there's a chance. Yeah. <laughs> so I haven't actually gotten a no, uh, but I, but I, um, I get tons of more yeses because most people, especially successful people want to help others. And, mm -hmm. um, again, going back to your point or your question is the relationships, uh, can't just be one way and same thing in family. And so, um, I make it a, a 
one of the most valuable or, or uh, most, the, you know, as Alan Weiss says, the true definition of wealth is discretionary time. And the reason why discretionary time is more important than money per se is because you can spend time with those who you love. So, you know, spending time with family, uh, my, my boy, my youngest son still lives with me. And so I try to make time with, with them. Uh, went to a, a, the Music City Bowl here with my middle son who is at UT. And, um, and then my wife and I try to make a date night once a week. And so shut down the work, shut down all that stuff. Even though I'm in the middle of a launch and I got crazy things going on, I still try to take time for those um, those the things that are really important it can't just be business all you can't do the nothing against gary vandercheck because i know he's up out 24 7 hustle uh, at least that's what it seemed like it used to be but uh, uh i just you, that's just not sustainable for me and has and hasn't been so i i don't try to do it well paul i'll take it a step further and i don't have any problems problem saying it because this is my show so <laughs> absolutely the the mantra of hustle for entrepreneurs is garbage that is the quickest way to die out, or not no. only for your business to die. I'm talking about to you physically dying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's going to happen. So yeah. if anybody's trying to do that, that's a mistake. That doesn't mean that it comes in season. It ebbs and flows. Yes, there's going to be times where you are, you're more involved and there's more stuff going on. But if you're not smart about how you do things, if you're not taking time out for you, if you're not doing things like, exercising on a regular basis, if you're not reading for pleasure, you know, exercising your mind, if you're not taking time to get away to, to meditate and pray, I, I realize not everybody's into that. I'm telling you, it's something to try. If you have, you know, having a journal, even if it's something as simple as writing for just a couple minutes each day, just write down two or three things that you're grateful for. Just start with that. Yeah. Uh, that kind of thing. Again, it takes it, your thinking off of you. It puts it other places. And when you do that, when you take the focus off of you, oh, you gain yeah. so much clarity and it, the calmness that comes over you is just amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Jeff talks about that a lot in his podcast. He's talking about how he has to put very specific, you know, he, he goes through his routine, you yes. know, more routine, mm -hmm. checks email, doesn't check email again until the end of the day, does social at the end of the day, doesn't do it throughout the day. Um, reads in the morning, exercise, that kind of stuff. And I think uh, those are, you know, Jeff's uh, closer to our age. He's in his fifties. And mm -hmm. so for those of you in, younger um, that are side hustling and, and trying to, um, to achieve, you want everything to happen now. So you want to work 24 seven, but uh, you've got to have, you've got to have a, a balance. And actually it's kind of like, if you try to just like work like 14 hours a day and not take any rest, it's like, if you take that one rest day, it's like you're more effective the other days. Guaranteed. You know, and and so uh, I find that to be true. I I I today I swam, you know, uh, hmm. at least a mile. So I, I I'm in the master swimming thing. That's my thing. I go and swim, and and uh, and it's therapeutic. You get away from everything, and you got to have a you got to have that balance. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. You know, I I like to think of it in terms of work life harmony. I get that from a, a friend of mine, uh, Andre Young. He uh, he teaches on that. He's he's a a professional speaker. And, and trainer and that sort of thing. He goes into uh, corporate settings typically, but not exclusively. And he teaches on that a lot. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that, that whole idea of, you know, just trying to have that harmonious kind of life, because if you think about it, is it really possible to have balance where you actually equaled out between work and home mm -hmm. all the time? It's not possible. It's constantly doing this. 
But the goal isn't to make it even. The goal is to make it so it's not doing this all the time. Where it's and folks right. who can't see this, my hands are going up and down on both sides. <laughs> thinking, thinking of a scale, having one scale real heavy, the other side light, and then the other one gets real heavy, and the other one gets light. You don't want that. You're just barely moving so that you're you're constantly it's in flux and moving. Yeah. Wisdom. <laughs> Good wisdom, John. Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> that seems to only happen for me when I do things wrong. So <laughs> that's, that's when I'm more open to learn anyway. I think most of us are like that. It's when we do things wrong, when we open ourselves up to take those risks, then we have an opportunity to learn from them. And that's where that wisdom that you talk about comes into play. Absolutely. It's kind of like dieting. You know, even if you end up having that cake at Christmas or something or whatever at New Year's, get back on the, get back on, don't, don't beat yourself up, get back on the, the routine. And, you know, so it's like, uh, learn from it and go, okay, well, I don't put myself in that situation again. And, and, uh, and like you say, learn from it and be better for it. Don't, oh, don't yeah. beat yourself up. For sure. Now I'm going to go a completely different direction here for just a minute, just because it's fun and I like it. For those of you who can't see this right now, and you're only listening behind Paul, he has a wall and he's got a couple guitars on there. <laughs> so Paul, what's your favorite guitar to play? Oh man, my, I love my Les Paul. So I have a 1991 or 92 uh, Gibson Les Paul standard, but my dream guitar, and you can see it's, I got the hook in the middle right I there. I see that. Uh-huh. You got a hook and there's, it's, that's my middle. That's my future. Uh, that's my future aspiration that will be rewarded when I'm successful in certain things. And, um, okay. It's a, it's a, I want a, a Gibson flying V kind of like Hendrix played or, uh, nice. uh, you know, the, one of the old, the old, like a 59 or something like that, but they're like three or four grand. So really be, <laughs> oh, I get that. I get that. Very cool. Very cool. Well, I had, I had to at least ask you one music question. So yeah. Yeah. Well, I appreciate okay. that. I love, well, love and it. I, and I do know that, well, correct me if I'm wrong. I think this is right. Your favorite band is kiss. Correct. Yes. I even have. I even have the old school seventies trash can. Oh, look at you, man. That, that is commitment <laughs> right there. That is commitment. Oh, yes. since we're talking about kiss, one of the most amazing entrepreneurs, Gene Simmons. Oh yeah. How? I mean, that guy, I mean, if you read his story and the, the stuff that he's done over the years, I mean, outside of kiss, I mean, how kiss started was certainly amazing, but everything he's done after that, you're just like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. They're the true underdogs, you know, the joke of the stock, but man, they've stood the test of time. And yeah, he's a, I think he's got a net worth of about 450 million. Paul's around 350. Mm -hmm. They've invested in restaurants and early on, uh, Paul, I think mixed in a little bit of alcohol and drugs, but Gene has never done drugs or alcohol. He's, he's a Jewish kid or was a Jewish kid growing up. Um, yeah. he had other addictions that involved females. Let's just say that that were <laughs> not healthy at times, but, um, but, but, but they made all the right decisions. And yeah, he has a book called uh, Me Inc. And he was on John Lee Dumas's podcast talking about it several years ago. It's, it came out in, I think, 15 or 16. It's a great read. I made my boys read it because mm. uh, just tons of business wisdom and life wisdom in there about, you know, not getting in debt, you know, get take care of your finances, just 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 really good in, in investment and and stuff. And and yeah, whether you agree with his uh, per, his public persona and speaking of relationships, if you, this is what sold his show, Family Jewels, over Ozzy. Ozzy was a train wreck and everybody enjoyed it. But Gene Simmons, I don't know if you remember that show on AE called Family Jewels. If you look at the way he raised his kids and his family, he was very much family first. He cut the cameras off when the kids were uncomfortable. I mean, he, 
he clearly um, ha- is grounded in, um, and his kids are grown and not on drugs and, and, and wiping out, you know, so they, they, they've done something right. Him and him and his wife. So yeah, crazy guy looking guy, crazy brand, but uh, behind the scenes, uh, he's very much a family guy and um, has done real well for himself. For sure. For sure. Well, Paul, we're getting close to wrap up time here. Um, where can folks find you? First of all, yeah, uh, the best place right now I'm pushing is is you can go to uh, visibletv.com and uh, you can uh, use, uh, can I mention it now, John? Yeah, please do. Yeah, so uh, I set up a coupon code for, for you and your listeners that will uh, get you a lifetime uh, Visible TV launch discount. So if you, as long as you stay on, it'll always stay at the right. It, it'll always go higher, but it'll never go lower. <laughs> so get in early, early adopters, uh, early bird gets the worm or whatever the saying is. So it's JH22 for John Hewlin, JH22. And, um, and you can go there and get, uh, get a John Hewlin uh, discount. And, uh, and if you don't, uh, I think we can put in the show notes, maybe uh, a link you can try out some of there's a, there's one video on the front, uh, but we'll send another one that you can get for free and just check it out, see what you like. Let us know, you know, if you, if you're digging it and stuff, and, um, we'd love to have you part of the community and, uh, we're all in this together as far as, um, providing hope and inspiration as entrepreneurs. And I really think you, this is a channel and a network that we hope to grow into the premier small entrepreneur, or uh, I shouldn't say small, but the, uh, the more realistic entrepreneur, uh, entrepreneurs of the world and, um, and provide that, uh, that hope and wisdom for, for you uh, through these documentaries. Absolutely. Absolutely. And yes, folks, there, that link that Paul talked about, it will definitely be in the show notes. So be looking for that as well. Um, how can, uh, what if somebody wants to work directly with you, Paul? How does somebody go about doing that? Yeah, just uh, my website is just paulkline.net, K-L-E-I-N, like Calvin Klein. <laughs> but uh, so paulkline.net, I'm on um, Instagram at uh, paulkleintv. Uh, I think my Facebook is the same. And uh, and yeah, if, uh, if you would like to do any, if you need any uh, business consulting or pricing, uh, trying to, you know, that's one of my areas that I really like helping people with is, is establishing their value. And um, and getting and charging what you're worth. Yeah, a lot of us, especially when we're first starting out, um, uh, have that uh, that difficulty with charging and stuff. And that's one of the things I've learned over the years is how to how to really you know establish your value and position yourself. Which is why the old podcast was called Pricing is Positioning. But uh, go to paulkline.net, shoot me an email at uh, paul at paulkline.net, and um, and I'm happy to uh, you know help out or provide you resources and uh, talk with you if uh, if it, if it, if it's a good fit. Or if I can help out. Absolutely. All right. I've got I've got one last question for you before we get to our final four. So here it comes. Now this is a new one. I haven't asked anybody this question before. So you Good. are my guinea honored for this one. All right. All right. All right. What is one habit that you believe every entrepreneur must have? Every habit an entrepreneur must have. I would say reading. Okay. Reading reading or listening to audiobooks. Uh, that's uh that's my, that's probably my one habit. I, you know, I think that's the one, and this ties into uh, Jeff Brown's whole brand. And that is, oh, yeah. I think if it's the one thing that's helped me go from, okay, you got to stay in the same job for 40 years and, and retire. It was when I started reading books and, and I really got into business books and, and, uh, you know, and just, just consuming all that. I've learned so much and, uh, you know, books are so, you know, so powerful and, and, uh, and can move the needle in your business and in your life yeah, it, and, and not just in your business, but I mean, just picking up principles like uh, to help you um, 
be a better husband and be a better father and things like that. So, so incorporate reading. I try to read at least one book a month. I have it on my Kindle or I have it on my audio book. And another tip that I got from Jeff, but I had kind of been doing this is, is I love list. I've always liked listening to the audio book from the author and then having the Kindle on my iPad uh, mm-hmm. the app and then following along as they're reading it. So I'm, I'm, yep. I'm listening to them read. I don't know. just for me, that is a great way to learn um, uh, than just reading a book by itself, but oh, consume. Yeah, consume good, 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 solid content. Oh yeah, I I like doing that when I can. Uh, I'm more of an actual book person. I like to touch it and feel yeah. it. It's just it's a thing for me. But I also like to take notes in books. Yeah, so, yeah, and even doing that with the audiobook in the background is cool too. I've done. Oh, that. it is. You can you can hide now. If you haven't tried it, try to turn it up to like one and a half speed. So make the person that. speed up, but you'll read through it faster. Ah, but it doesn't diminish how much you retain. Interesting. Yeah. Now to go up to two times, they start. They all start sounding like Alvin and the Chipmunks, and it, yeah, <laughs> I can't. I can't listen to that. But one and a half times isn't bad. So yeah, yeah. I got. I got that tip years ago from Craig Rochelle. So oh, that's something that he does on a regular basis. That's excellent. I'll have to try that for sure. All right. Now we're gonna jump into the final four. Just four quick questions. Tell me the first thing that pops in your head. All right. All right. Here we go. Question number one, which is probably the most difficult. Why did God create Paul? Ooh. <laughs> so why are you here, Paul? Yeah, I think I'm here. I'm an I'm a I'm an I'm an eternal optimist, and I think I'm here to to help people and inspire people uh, to to get out of their situations or or just you know to help them through dif- you know difficult times. I, I think that's I'm I'm always a natural kind of person that helps uh, helps people, and um and uh, and I think uh, and I go back to when I felt that I felt that like no hope could have went down the path of maybe death or suicide or, or hope. And, and, and it's through that powerful mechanism of an entrepreneurship. If I can help those people uh, make that pivot and uh, let them know there's something more than just working at your day job for the rest of your life and being miserable, um, you can make an impact in the world. And if I, if I can help out in some way or someone achieve their goals through that, then, then I think that's why I'm here. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Question number two, what are you doing, reading, or listening to right now that's helping you grow? Oh, what was the book I have? Um, uh, I knew you were going to ask me. I, I just had a, uh, let me let me think about that for a second while I look at my uh, my Audible. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could name, the, name this book, but give me a second here. Okay. Um, it is, is, hang on here. Uh, it's not coming up. I have a book. I can't remember the name of it. I just uh, I just started reading it, and uh, uh, let me, let, give me a second; it might come back to me. That's okay. definitely a book. And and folks, if he's not able to remember it, but he tells me after we stop recording, we'll put it in the show notes for you. So be sure to include that. All right. Question number three. Now this is kind of a two parter, and you'll understand why here in just a minute. What do you do for fun, just you? And what do you do for fun with your wife and or family? Mm. So. But- at the end of the day, and I just like, I, I don't want to do anything. I just want to be mindless. If you look behind me, I have, you see the couch? I do. Mm-hmm. And I pick up my guitar and I plug in my little Marshall amp and I just, I just mm-hmm. play. Sometimes I'm in the mood for the acoustic guitar and sometimes I like to crank up, especially when my wife's not here, nobody's in the house, I can crank the amp up. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I think Eddie Van Halen, you know, ACDC, it, it gets real loud in here. And that's, oh, just, yeah. And I just have, I just kind of get in my zone and start start shredding like Eddie Van Halen. That's, that's kind of my, my fun. 
The other side, the other thing that's my therapy that I really enjoy, but my body's starting to break down is I love playing basketball. Mm. Uh, my, my boys are 20, 22, and I still think I can hang with them. I go out there, I start throwing elbows and <laughs> fouling them and stuff. And they're like, come on, dad, you're fouling me. And I'm like, I get so competitive that I, then I twist my ankle or something. And so uh, basketball, that's why in uh, my Instagram, it'll say, um, uh, hoops and, um, guitar, loud guitars. And then the third one is to answer your, your question is with my wife and my family, we love experiences and traveling. So yeah. you know, into Jamaica, Hawaii, uh, we, 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 she tries to go with me on business trips. We've been up to Maine and, um, Florida and all over the place together. And, um, so we try to do, uh, do those experiences together. Okay. Very cool. And lastly, what are you most grateful for? Oh, grateful. Um, I'm grateful for a ton of things. <laughs> I'm okay, just, how about a top three? Uh, top three. I mean, I'm grateful uh, to be able to get up every day and be blessed to, to I mean, every day I, I'm just so excited to get into work. You know, I work from home. You know, I'm in this wonderful new place called Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, and, um, you know, I drive to the gym and around and it's just, and just blessed by the people and the, the great community here. And so, uh, healthy kids, you know, all doing really well, all three, mm -hmm. no, no drug addicts or, uh, out of marriage kids, nothing, you know, I'm not knocking anybody else, but I mean, for our family, that was very important to us. Um, and, uh, they've all done well in that fashion. So, so those are, I guess those are my three, uh, three grateful things. Okay. Well, listen, Paul, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate it. I appreciate you being here and sharing with, with me and with the audience about just all the things that you are as a person and all the things that you're doing and what a difference that you are making in the entrepreneurial space because it is noticeable and I can't wait to see what Visible TV does because I'm expecting big, big things. <laughs> well, I appreciate that, John. Hopefully we'll get you on there here uh, sometime and uh, as we're mapping out our, uh, our content for 2022 and 2023. So uh, we'll keep in touch and uh, appreciate sure. all your support. And you, you, you asked some good questions and there are some tough ones too that I wasn't ready for. So uh, <laughs> kudos well, to you. That, that's my job as an interviewer, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, thank you, Paul, for being here. And thank you all for tuning in today again so honored you decided to spend a little bit of your time with us and i know that is your most precious resource and i don't take that lightly so thanks for being here we'll talk to you guys next time bye everybody thanks for listening to relationships and revenue i'd love to get your thoughts on the show two ways you can do that are to give us a rate and review and or connect with me on social media you can find me at john hewlin thanks again for listening and remember passion gets you started purpose keeps you going. Have a great day and we'll see you next time. Bye.